This is the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. The United Shore Professional Baseball League games at Jimmy John's Field are the fun family entertainment experience that you just can't afford to miss. It's Thirsty Thursdays, Firework Fridays, Live Music Saturdays, and Sunday Fun Day for the kids. And don't forget, kids get to run the bases after every game. And parking is always free. Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica is your summer destination. Get your tickets today at USPBL.com. Welcome in, everybody, to the 10th edition of the USPBL podcast, Year in Review, our last episode for the fourth season of the USPBL that has been completed. The Utica Unicorns are the champs. A great run, Vito. I've really enjoyed these uh, these last nine episodes, and uh, here we are recording the 10th episode. Who is our guest this week? Who are we going to get on the line? None other than United Shore Professional Baseball League CEO Andy Appleby. Yeah, he's going to recap for us you know, his impressions of the league, what he's thought about the fourth season. Obviously, you know, since the last time that we've spoken to him, I'm wondering how the talk of expansion has gone. I'm wondering if he's willing to give us some more details regarding where the new stadium could potentially be going. You know, I'm definitely interested in learning more about him. I think he's definitely an executive that works hard and really wants to promote the league. And when you see somebody that has a project like that and you see somebody with the character and the the work ethic of an Andy Appleby, you can't help but be drawn to it. And especially with something like the USPBL starting from the ground up in terms of building a nice stadium like Jimmy John's, having the teams and going from where they were to now year four, where there's a lot of great players coming in. A lot of the players are meeting the goals of developing. All in all, the last four years for the USPBL have been quite successful and it's great to get the insights from someone like Andy. And in terms of that league, too, remember, they are not resting on their laurels. They're not saying, okay, here we are. We made it. We've got an arena. We've got a profitable uh, situation. We've got an endeavor. We've got a league that definitely is viable. They want to expand. They want to provide more opportunities. And when you see the sheer number, you know, I'm certain that they've exceeded that number in terms of their goals of how many athletes they've taken from the USPBL and uh, – move them along to Major League Baseball organizations. It's been great, highlighted by, obviously, Randy Dobnek making it all the way to the Minnesota Twins, having multiple appearances, and uh, doing his thing. So, all in all, it's been a great run for the United Shore Professional Baseball League. The league continues to thrive under the guidance of CEO Annie Appleby. He is our guest, and yes, he will touch upon where that new stadium will be built. And I have heard that it will be in the Midwest. Midwest City it will be located in. And Andy, maybe he'll confirm that. Maybe he won't, but he'll touch upon that at the very least on this week's episode and the 10th episode and season finale of the USPBL podcast. It's been a great run. You can definitely check out all the past episodes if you've missed one. Definitely go check out all the podcasts, the great interviews at USPBL.com or you can go to DetroitSportsPodcast.com. All the podcasts that we've done, the, the nine others have been archived, and they're great interviews. What I've liked about it is getting the knowledge and learning about these athletes, where they started in terms of their baseball careers, or the likes of those that have been in baseball for a while, getting some of their experiences. It's been great. I really, really, Vito, enjoyed the interview with Jim Essien. It's, it, he definitely has uh, some charisma and some personality a to A sense him. of humor, definitely, too, huh? I definitely used sleep like a baby line. That was great. I, I slept <laughs> like a baby because I cried that every night sleep. That was good from him. Very good. You have to remember, 
the coaches that are affiliated with the league now are really quality former major league baseball managers, former major league baseball assistants and coaches. It's been a great experience. I really have enjoyed listening and getting some background knowledge regarding how they came into baseball, how they've worked their way through different organizations. I mean, the stories about, you know, hearing about Yankee Stadium from those that have been signed. Ty Hensley was signed by the Yankees, a high first-round draft pick, got to have his jersey presented there, and to hear his experience going through Yankee Stadium was really awesome. So I really recommend, if you haven't heard a lot of these interviews, go back and listen. It's on demand. You can stop it, start it. Nine really quality interviews, and then highlighted by our season finale this week with Andy Appleby. And he talks all about Championship Weekend, which, by the way, a record number of fans attended this year's Championship Weekend at Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica. My family and I, once again, were there with my buddy Brett. It happened from September 6th through 8th. And yes, a record number of fans attended Championship Weekend in the fourth year of the United Shore Professional Baseball League in downtown Utica, Michigan. And he talks about that and much more on this week's episode of the USPBL Podcast. Thanks to Annie Appleby of the USPBL for joining us in the 10th episode of the USPBL Podcast. Andy, how are you doing? I couldn't be better. So, you know what? I know you really can't be any better, too, because of how championship weekend went for you guys this season. It was terrific, and a a single-game attendance record on championship Sunday I read in which the Utica Unicorns defeated the number one seed Westside Woolly Mammoths. Can you describe for my listeners and I, Andy, how great championship weekend truly was? Well, it was, uh, you know, it was really fantastic, I have to say. And, uh, you know, a real credit, I think, to our whole staff and, um, you know, being able to promote uh, the uh, championship weekend as well as they did. And, you know, it's it's a lot like uh, a lot like. the Super Bowl was, I guess, in the sense that when it first started in 1967, I think, or 66, it was, you know, a kind of a fun game and probably I don't think it sold out. Uh, but then the next year it became, um, you know, a little more important and then a little more important. And it's very similar in our case that now people really get behind these teams and, you know, really understand how important it is for our league, how important it is for the players. And it's really one of the few times where you have virtually everyone sitting in their seats and really riveted by the games. Uh, You know, many of our games, of course, during the year are fun games and they're important in their own way. But, you know, this is something that, um, uh, you know, people have kind of come to expect and, and really enjoy from an entertainment standpoint. And I have to tell you, if people knew what I knew about all of these players and the wonderful stories that they have, I mean, they would, um, they'd be hanging on every pitch like I was. Since the inaugural championship weekend in 2016, how has championship weekend improved and taken strides? Well, it, you know, every year, you know, as I say, we uh, promote it a little bit better. Um, we, we promote it really from the first day of the season. So, uh, you know, all of our ticket plans will include the championship weekend games uh, because, again, everyone wants those. So there's a great ticket base uh, for the games 
when we start. And, um, uh, and, you know, again, uh, we get more and more media coverage on it as well, which I think is important. Um, and, um, so, uh, again, it's, it's just been a, um, just kind of something that's been building and it gives us great momentum going into this, uh, off season. Um, and, you know, we kind of, uh, have that, uh, crescendo, if you will, at the end. And I will say that, uh, moving the, the games, uh, to its own standalone where there's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it's a great little playoff system and, uh, you know, eliminating that Thursday game as we have the last two years has really, um, you know, made it, uh, even more special. So Andy, how would you evaluate how your number four of the USPBL went overall wise? Well, it's great because when you, you know, when you typically see, um, any kind of an arena or new stadium, particularly on the minor league side, um, you, you have a tendency to start big and, uh, you know, it's kind of a unique, you know, ballpark or a unique place to go. So you get a lot of people coming out for the, the newness of the facility, if you will, and to really, you know, try to understand what's going on over there. And then, you know, you typically see a gradual decline and we've been able to, um, actually build it each year, which is a little bit atypical. Uh, and it's, um, so this season we had, uh, one more sellout than last year. So 62 sellouts, uh, you mentioned earlier, we had our largest ever single game attendance, uh, of, uh, 4,960, I believe it was. Uh, and that, by the way, was the largest crowd we had by 500, not just by, a, you know, a few hundred or, you know, 10 or 20. It was by 500. So we had uh, sort of people hanging from the rafters for that game. So and it was a great game. Uh, the unicorns uh, came back and they were down. They were down. Uh, they were down five to one and came back to win six to five. You brought up, Andy, how the USPBL has grown as well. It really has since year number one. So how have you been able to sustain and build up that fan base since year number well, one? That's great. Great question. Um, you know, I think, first of all, we continue to add value to the game presentation, uh, to the, the overall Jimmy John's field experience. Uh, we market, you know, we're just getting better as a, in terms of marketing. You know, we know what kind of works better than other things. So we continue to put more of a focus on social media and, and, and the promotion, the baseball itself continues to get better. It's a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy in the sense that the better players you get, the more kids, you know, make it to affiliated baseball with major league organizations. Uh, the more, the better kids you get each year, better players. So more and more division one, uh, kids are coming to our league uh, because they recognize that we've had 36 players taken in four years uh, and signed from our league. And of course, uh, Randy Dobnek, um, you know, making it all the way up to the major leagues with the Minnesota Twins is sort of, uh, you know, the pinnacle of the baseball side of what we're trying to achieve. And Randy was a um, you know, just a fascinating story in the sense that he was a Division Two 
kid from uh, Pittsburgh, but he went to school in West Virginia. He was, no one would give him a chance. Even some of the frontier league uh, teams locally didn't even give him an opportunity. Uh, we, we did, we gave him an opportunity. And of course he sees that with, uh, um, you know, getting signed by the twins and then um, sort of making that improbable ride all the way up to the majors. And he's actually thriving in the major leagues. You know, he's pitching really well and, you know, we're really hopeful and have our fingers crossed that he'll make the uh, playoff roster for the Twins. Did you ever envision that a guy, an alum from the USPBL, would make the majors within four years of the league being in existence? Well, you know, we hoped. And, you know, I think I think since I was just hoping for one or two players to be even signed by uh, MLB teams, you know, I think that, um, it, you know, we probably thought it was a long shot to, you know, get someone within just a little over three years of when we started. If you think it was May May 30th, 2016, and he came in um, and uh, pitched in his first major league game on August 9th of 2019. So really just three years and two months into the existence of the league, we have a major league player. It's uh Pretty crazy and pretty wonderful, though, as well, because, you know, one could argue that he probably wouldn't even be playing baseball today without the advent of our league and the special opportunity that we gave him. So kind of a kind of a nice thing. And when you were going on to the first year of this league in 2016, you had a vision. And how has the vision for this league, you know, changed for you in terms of or based on how successful the league has been so far? Well, it's um, I think it's great in the sense that, um, you know, we progress. Um, it's far beyond my dream of at least from a ballpark perspective and a game presentation and and the league itself. I mean, it's, uh, it's really, uh, a, uh, it's really great what has happened. And, uh, and I think from my perspective, um, obviously we need to build this league and grow the league. And so I'm working very feverishly on our, uh, second ballpark. We don't have anything, um, settled as of yet, but we're hopeful that we can, um, uh, at least, sign papers that would allow us to break ground uh, by July 1st uh, with the first pitch of the new ballpark being 2021. So I, I feel like I, I really get that done this year. So, um, so I think we'll be more of a conventional league after that. Um, but um, all in all, I'm very pleased and as pleased with the fact that we have so much momentum going into this off season and uh, hopefully um, we can put it all together and have our best year yet. Andy, what can you tell my listeners and I about what goes into the process for getting a new stadium built and for expansion of the league overall wise? Yeah. So it, first of all, it's uh, as you might imagine, it's very, very difficult to, um, you know, put these kind of deals together, particularly when there's some public money involved uh, to build the ballpark, uh, get the land acquired, um, a myriad of approvals from city officials and city councils. Um, it's not uh, a very 
uh, enviable task uh, to put it all together like that. Uh, but, but uh, you know, so far so good in terms of us being able to uh, work through that, uh, all those channels. And, you know, we're reasonably good at, at this, um, but it takes a lot of patience because, you know, they, uh, cities, uh, you know, don't always have the same uh, timeline as you and, uh, you know, they're, they're slow to move. Um, and so it just takes a long time. And, and to be fair, I've, I've really put, and we have put a lot of time into the league um, with our ballpark and, and now having four seasons under our belt, um, you know, we, we feel, we feel like the time is really right to expand. Now, are you able to reveal where this ballpark could be located? You know, potential cities where this ballpark could be located. No. And the only reason for that is that there's probably seven or eight different cities across the Midwest that are, Vying to be that second uh, opportunity for us. So, you know, I think once we have one built, we'll have several announcements uh, uh, moving forward because we're sort of simultaneously working on all of these different plans. So announcements to come down the line, and, and very good, very fruitful for the league overall. Now, I want to transition to this regarding the league. What is the best-kept secret about the USPBL currently, in your estimation at least? Well, you know, I think people understand it, um, but you know, there's a lot of work that goes on, and and um, and you know, to make everything as seamless and as wonderful as people see it. And uh, I think we're still a best kept secret overall because you know we still have so many of our uh, friends and people. Uh, when I go to speak at you know various. Uh, speaking engagements, um, you know, and I asked for a show of hands of people that have actually been to our field, uh, you know, many times there's only 15 or 20% of the room that's actually been to a game, but almost a hundred percent of them say they want to come and they've heard nothing but great things. So, you know, we still have quite a lot of growth ahead of us here. Um, you know, that's the beauty of being in a large market like this. Um, so, um, you know, again, we're we're hopeful to uh, continue to grow this. And Jimmy John's Field is really a great venue for kids and adults alike. And moving into its fifth year there, the USPBL, you know, being at Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica, Michigan, what could be on the horizon that you know of right now, at least in terms of stuff that you've talked about as of right now that could be on the horizon for next season at Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica, Michigan? Well, it's interesting because we've had... Uh, four years to perfect it. And when I say that, I really mean it in the sense that we have um, uh, improved this ballpark and experience, you know, virtually every single day since since the first day we we started. And I think from that perspective, you know, we're, we're working on a few different things. We're working on some new drink rails for the seats uh, since they're pretty much the most popular thing we sell um, working on some other, um, uh, you know, smaller, um, areas to improve upon at the ballpark. But I can't say that there's any grand announcement or, you know, one day we hope to build a big deck on top of uh, right field, but, you know, we're not quite there yet in terms of demand. 
but that certainly is a is something. We have another area uh, over in left field that we'd like to create a deck out of. But again, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not uh, able to quite forecast that yet, given the fact that we're not, um, you know, we're not uh, we don't have that uh, group demand as of yet. But hopefully, again, this year we can put it all together and. You know, perhaps next year at this time we can uh, build that deck after all. I'll leave you with this, Andy. What is one unique thing about you that many people do not know? And it's something I've thought of asking in the past, and and I know kind of a unique question that I haven't asked before, but right now laying it out for you, what is one unique thing about you that many people do not know? Uh, Well, I I don't know if it's... um... Uh, unique, but you know, there's not a lot of mystery to success in life, and um, and you know, I, I I really really work hard, and I think that's that might be a a secret to my success. I mean, I think most people would maybe infer or, or really think that I do, but you know, I I really put a lot of time and TLC into this ballpark and the operations, and uh, you know, to to really uh, do everything I can to make it a success. Well, I give you credit for all the time and effort and all the tender love and care that you put into the league, and and that's why it's been so successful, too, after four years of being around. And, Andy, with that being said, been a pleasure speaking with you as usual, and great season from you guys at the USPBL. Well, thanks so much. I enjoy talking to you. And that was Andy Appleby, USPBL CEO, who joined us for the second time on this year's uh, USPBL podcast, and we're 10 episodes down now, officially, after that great interview with the CEO of the league. And by the way, I did mention how I wanted to get him to touch upon league expansion and where that new stadium could be located. He did bring up in the Midwest and that there are seven to eight cities currently vying for that new location and the location for the second ballpark in the USPBL. So very cool news on behalf of Andy Appleby and the league right now located in downtown Utica, Michigan. And championship weekend once again was a huge success. And we forgot to mention last week the MVP of that game from the Unicorns was the catcher for the Unicorns in Jimmy Latona. So a big game out of him. And Saturday night also we forgot to mention that in order for the Unicorns to reach the championship game that they played on September 8th against the number one seed Westside Woolly Mammoths, they had a first win Saturday night during championship weekend. And on the mound for the Unicorns in that game was the aforementioned Ty Hensley the former first-round draft pick of the Yankees. And Hensley threw seven scoreless innings as Utica took a 5-0 lead into the eighth inning. Now, the Beavers did respond with a three-run jack in the eighth and actually put runners on first and second in the ninth as well. But Hensley pitched out of the jam to throw his first-ever, yes, first-ever complete game since becoming a professional in 2012. So some fascinating stuff happened over the course of championship weekend in downtown Utica this year. And a lot of stuff is on the horizon for the fifth season of the United Shore Professional Baseball League next summer. All in all, Vito, a successful run for the podcast and a successful run for Andy Appleby and all involved with the United Shore Professional Baseball League. So, Vito, how do you see expansion helping the league? I mean, obviously it means more athletes joining the independent league. I think it means more competition. Are you willing to travel? You want to go out to some of these ballparks and check out some uh, some more unique independent baseball? You know what? If he takes it to Chicago, for sure. Really, any spot in the Midwest. I'm a Midwest guy, born in the Midwest. You know, grew up in 
Metro Detroit and still live in, in Metro Detroit, Michigan. So for me, anywhere in the Midwest, I would love to go to travel and check out some USPBL action on the road, let's say. And, I mean, as long as you're covering it, too. Is that on the budget or in the budget for me to go check out a USPBL game that's not located at Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica? Why not, Vito? I think everyone that's following along with our success has seen uh, our growth, and well, why not? I think that you've deserved it, but uh, look, here's the thing you got to recognize, okay? We don't do expense reports here at the DSP Network. We'll pay you for the time that you're working, but everything else, uh, in terms of your rental car, your hotel, all the food that you're going to eat, all the entertainment that you're going to experience, all on you. It's all on me. <laughs> the cheapest man at the Detroit Sports Podcast Network is the co-founder and co-owner and the co-host of this podcast and many others at the DSP Network. And as John had said before the interview, check out the USPBL online at USPBL.com. Also on Twitter, make sure to give them a follow at USPBL. Very easy to remember right there, John. Absolutely, Vito. By and large, USPBL does a great job in terms of promoting their league. They have a solid YouTube page where you can go and uh, recap all the year's highlights, all the year's events, and things like that, quality videos. You can check out their website as well, USPBL.com. So with that, Vito, this first season, this first run of the USPBL podcast comes to an end. A great 10-episode run. I look forward to doing it again next year. And big thanks to the USPBL and to Scott McDonald. How about Scott? What he did hooking us up with all these great interviews throughout the course of this first run of episodes with the USPBL podcast. John, been a pleasure speaking with you for the whole entire run, or for most of the run, I'll say. And we'll leave it at that. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Adios. The United Shore Professional Baseball League games at Jimmy John's Field are the fun family entertainment experience that you just can't afford to miss. It's Thirsty Thursdays, Firework Fridays, Live Music Saturdays, and Sunday Fun Day for the kids. And don't forget, kids get to run the bases after every game. And parking is always free. Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica is your summer destination. Get your tickets today at USPBL.com.